it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. And if I'm reading it right, Kate Brown, the governor of Oregon, is looking at even further lockdowns. Well, why is that? Well, the elites are not ready to give up the power that they've accrued. The federal government has become even more powerful. And they see this as a another chance to reconfigure citizenship in this country. And whenever the Democrats take ultimate power, that means the House, the Senate, and the White House, and thank God they don't control the majority of governorships, or at least the majority of state legislatures, because they probably would be amending the Constitution if they had 38 states. They are looking at new ways to continue this lockdown, to continue the iron-fisted rule from Washington, D.C. You know, I mean, how many of you had a good laugh? A good laugh when Biden said the government is not in some far-off central location. Yes, it is. It's called the 10-mile square, better known as Washington, D.C. Of course, the federal government is centralized. The fact that we live, they say the supremacy clause, the supremacy clause does not mean everything the federal government wants to do or does do. It means the Constitution is supreme. That means, for example, Biden says, well, no amendment is absolute. Really? You sure you want to go down that road? You know that whole establishment clause thing? If the amendments are now these malleable things, they are just gray area guideposts, dotted lines, then why can't we declare this nation a Christian nation? What would stop us? If the the theory amongst the Biden administration, if Biden's statement in public is that no amendment is absolute, what would stop a Congress if there was a future Republican House, a future Republican Senate, and a future Republican president said, well, wait a second. The Biden administration took a view that the amendments are not absolute. We're going to shepherd a bill through Congress to declare a national religion. Well, it says it can't do that. Well, what do you mean it says it can't do that? I mean, wouldn't that be up to the courts to stop it then? Right? That's sort of been the left-wing playbook. Let's see you stop us. When the Democrats and the left want to advance their agenda, Above and beyond and outside the Constitution, their essential argument is, well, let's see the courts stop us. And traditionally, we've seen, especially with left-wing Supreme Court justices, a certain deference to modern democracy as they view it. So what would stop a conservative-dominated court, not necessarily six to three, but let's say five to four, that says, now wait a second, the majority of people in this country are Christians. That's the majority religion. Why shouldn't the majority in this modern democracy be able to decide whether or not the United States can have an official religion? The Democrats don't seem bothered by the concept of an Islamic republic. They're not fans of the Jewish state, but they seem to have no problem with other nations that have, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, told us that we can consider international law. Now, these are things I do not want done. The Establishment Clause has worked well 
since its inception. That doesn't mean that there should be a blanket ban on religion in the public square. That does not trickle down to, say, let's say, a Bible club that meets in a public school building after hours. This sort of, you want to talk about the nonsense of the left. They've t- they'll tell you with a straight face, the Constitution is old and outdated. It has to be under review. It has to be up for interpretation. But when it comes down to any interpretation that is not their own, oh, no, 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 you can't have that Bible club meeting. Well, why can't you have that? Well, that's the separation of church and state. But what, what religion is taking dominance by allowing Christian students to have a Bible club? Nothing. No harm to the Constitution is coming. No harm to society. No harm to public education. Excuse me, government education. No harm to government education comes by allowing public schools to offer accommodations to the Gay Straight Alliance or Black Lives Matter to a Bible club. Now, a Bible club, a Bible meeting might include Jewish students, Old Testament, New Testament. You might even have a comparative religion club where Muslim students join. You might even invite atheists to speak. That's that's the whole beauty of our constitution that even if we declare something we say this is a bible club it is a new testament bible club that doesn't mean that those people because they are meeting to read the bible and have spiritual conversation that jews are somehow weird it just means this is a bible club for the new testament and you know what nothing would stop a group of Jewish students to say, well, we're going to have a Bible club too. It's going to be an Old Testament Bible club. And hey, maybe, maybe in the spirit of Judeo-Christian values, we will have conferences and conclaves. You see what I mean? But the Democrats have told us through the courts that the mere presence of religion on public grounds violates the First Amendment. It simply does not. It simply does not. But again, this is the rule of the elites. They think religion is this terrible, awful thing, unless, of course, they want to shame Christians with welfare and open borders. But don't talk to me about, I don't mean me, speaking in the voice of some uh, a liberal elitist, don't talk to me about same-sex marriage and abortion or gender roles or any of these things, the nuclear family. Because I don't want to hear it. Get your damn religion out of my public square. There is no harm to the Constitution and no harm to the First Amendment because a nativity scene is placed in front of of a town hall. The harm to the Constitution comes if somebody says only this religion will be recognized. Then you have a question. But then again, it says the Congress shall make no law. Doesn't say anything about the states. Doesn't say anything about a municipality. Doesn't say anything about a county. Well, a supremacy clause. But the clear words are Congress shall make no law. Congress shall make no law. It does not say that a county is somehow forbidden from allowing its public schools to have a prayer before a football game. That doesn't say doesn't say anything in there. But notice over the years, we've, we've heard about penumbras and all sorts of legal jujitsu 
that says now you can't pray before a football game because why? Well, because of the First Amendment. But the First Amendment declares a freedom of religion. A freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. But Biden has gone out and said that no amendment is absolute. So how could there be an absolute ban on religion in the public square if no amendment is absolute? When the First Amendment doesn't say freedom from religion, it says freedom of religion. Wyant 695 Patriot 9572874. We've been told with a straight face that our civil liberties don't end when we work for government. So government school teachers are free to use academic freedom to impose their will on the classroom. But you can't pray before the football game. Why? Well, because the left said so. And because of this deference to prior cases, stare deceases and others, if one judge somewhere said, well, hey, this is imposing Christianity, it's not imposing Christianity. Christians praying in public does not assume some bizarro proxy conversion of anyone who may not be a Christian or a Jew. Wyantic 695 Patriot 9572874. I'm going to get to some audio in just a few minutes. I have, I have been writing. We are heading into the summer months, and I realize that the attention span for the news cycle is going to dip for some. Programming note Blaze TV has moved my television program from Washington, D.C. to the main headquarters in Dallas, Texas. So this Friday's episode will air from Dallas, Texas. I'll be flying down Thursday night and we will be we will be airing our episode from Dallas. I went and dug up something that might sound esoteric, didn't get on anybody's radar, and that's by design. When I talk about the reconfiguring of citizenship in this country, you have to understand there is an entire core of people out there in academia, activists, well-funded nonprofits that are seeding the ground. One of the Mike, do you have that audio of uh, that I sent you from the from the TED Talk? Do you have that? Okay. If you don't know what a TED Talk is, and you probably wouldn't care it is it is sort of the stand-up comedy club for the left in many cases it's where they try out new material now if you want to go all the way back to where a lot of this started Woodrow Wilson wanted the League of Nations wanted a global body not because of greater cooperation he wanted to be able to create law through through treaty which would bypass the House of Representatives. He thought if he could convince the August body to international accords, and you're seeing this now, I'm going to bring this up to today, that he would bypass the House of Representatives and defer to a global body that would then ratify its new law through treaties in the Senate. This is something that you could see you could see this a lot happening right now. 
One of the things that's been happening under the radar is the reconfiguring of the concept of rights in this country. And let me tell you something, the pandemic and Black Lives Matter and unrest in the streets have given the Democrats a lot to play with here. A lot to play with. But notice something. When Biden talks about rights, Second Amendment rights, First Amendment rights, and nothing in the Constitution is absolute, have you noticed that the way the Democrats, whenever a Democrat takes to the podium to talk about the border, they inevitably will say these people have a right to file an asylum claim. They have a right. Well, that right is not enshrined in the Constitution. Where's that in right where's that right enshrined? Well, allegedly in the 1951 UN High Commission on Refugees that was that was convened after World War II. That is now being used to flip the argument about how we view immigration, asylum seeking, and refugees. I actually have a speaker on record saying what we need to do is start flipping the argument. It's not about U.S. sovereignty. It's about the rights of the migrant. And this was too, Nobody heard this two years ago. Nobody heard this. But now it is in the language. And you know how I like to say on this program, one step ahead of the crowd, you're a leader. Two steps, you're a crackpot. That's not my quote. I've, I'm borrowing. I forgot who the original quote is attributed to, but it's true. Even with our more favored news outlets like Fox, for the most part, conservative-minded media spends its time playing catch-up. Why is that? Because you and me don't go to TED Talks. You and me, when you're in college or I was in college or when we were in college and we had some crazy kooky left-wing professor, we basically just sedated ourselves long enough to get a good grade and move on to the next class. But this is the proving ground for the material that becomes the talking point of the left. So Biden says that the rights enshrined in the Constitution are not absolute. I want you to listen to this very, very carefully. The speaker's name is Melanie Neeser. And she works for an organization called the Hebrew Immigrant Aid Society, having nothing to do in this talk with Jews or anything else. Listen very carefully to what she says two years ago in a TED Talk about the rights of the migrants. It's easy from the safety of the destination country to think in terms of absolutes. Is it legal? or is it illegal? But the people who are wrestling with these questions and making these decisions about their families are thinking about very different questions. How do I keep my daughter safe? How do I protect my son? And if you want absolutes, it's absolutely legal to seek asylum. It is a fundamental right in our own laws and in international law. What laws? And in fact- What laws? You hear them? They have no idea. What laws? It stems from the 1951 Refugee Convention, which was the world's response to the Holocaust and a way for countries to say never again would we return people to countries where they would be harmed or killed. Now, the difference here is the Nazi government was the government. The government was slaying its own citizens in Germany. Jews who had fought for Germany 
in World War I. Veterans were being lined up to their slaughter by their own government. That is not happening in Central America. The Guatemalan regime is not, has not declared that there's a final solution and they are going to mass exterminate an inferior group of people. That's not happening in Honduras or El Salvador or anywhere in Central America. But listen to what she said. Absolutes. Biden says rights are not an absolute, but somehow people in foreign nations retain an inalienable right when Joe Biden and the Democrats say that you and me no longer have inalienable rights because it's not an absolute. Well, there's the origin of that damn talking point. That was tried out at a TED Talk two years ago. And it is now the talking point of the left. Have you ever heard this woman's name? No, you have not. But guarantee you, that was picked up by Democrat staffers, speechwriters, and campaign workers. So now you know how that happened. And it made its way into the joint address. I'm going to take a break. I got more. We're right, they're wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.